You are experiencing the Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. It is January 31st, 2024, and welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty, where we are bringing you the people and the organizations fighting for liberty in your area and around the country. Um, today, we're just doing a focus show on uh, immigration, and I know we did one not too long ago. But, I mean, there's a constitutional crisis happening right now, so we don't want to uh, not talk about that. And it's, uh, yeah, it's evolving by the minute. So uh, we're going to get into a lot of topics about convoys, standoffs between states, and just, just a whole bunch of things uh, going on. Um, but before we get into that, let me introduce you to our panel. In our lower left-hand corner, we have Leon, the word Brathwaite, last word in Liberty. He is a retired engineer in the state of California. In our lower right-hand corner, we have our screaming eagle of freedom back with us tonight, uh, Tim Everett. He is a pilot in the state of California. And my name is Jason McPhee, and I'll be your host. Uh, so. To, what we've been doing recently is we kick off the show with a Liberty quote. And so we've got one that sort of fits the theme this time. And I tell you, if they just listen to this guy on most things, the world would run a hell of a lot smoother. <laughs> but uh, but our, our quote is from Milton Friedman. So uh, uh, great. Our invisible hand is way ahead of us on this one. <laughs> and appropriately so. Um, and so his quote is, on immigration and you know i think it really hits the nail on the head and you know let's uh, let's get into it his quote says there is no doubt that free and open immigration is the right policy in a libertarian state but in a welfare state it is a different story the supply of immigrants will become infinite so and for those of you who might be on the left and might not understand the consequences of the supply of immigrants becoming infinite. It means that essentially that there will be way too many to provide for with that welfare state. And that's that's the problem, right, of having open borders and welfare state is essentially you're, you're saying there's a free lunch here to somebody. And, you know, even if there are some of these people may want to come here for honest reasons. But once you throw in these crazy distortions of the welfare state, who knows who's coming and why and very likely the incentive is that you're bringing people in to uh you know do things that they otherwise wouldn't have done had the government not been involved so um yeah and and it's funny too because this has been a debate that's been ongoing with libertarians for a while that you know hey shouldn't people be free to travel across state lines or borders or countries borders um even if there is a welfare state and some of them have tried to cite statistics i think cato and some of those trying to say that hey yeah this is you know something where the the benefits uh you know outweigh the costs <laughs> i think we're seeing that challenge big time right now and it appears mr friedman is right yeah so so what do you guys think of uh of this quote of uh of mr friedman tim go go ahead okay yeah i well i i think it's really not infinite because you can get everybody in every other part of the world i mean there's only a certain population on the planet so that's that's in that's finite so it's probably not really infinite it's probably finite in a certain sense that the entire world could move to the United States, and then it would then it would stop. Then no more immigration. So I'm yeah. Just picking, 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 uh, wow. Well, we, we're gonna become stuff. a world government, Tim. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it, it, that's exactly it. <clears throat> yeah, that's exactly exactly the problem. And the uh, the whole just to maybe defend uh, Cato a little bit when they came up with that research, which was a good uh, six, seven years ago, um, they, it wasn't like this. And, and uh, they, you know, their, their research found that. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm just saying the reason it wasn't like this is because you didn't have all these sanctuary cities promising them all kinds of stuff. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you that one, Tim. Honestly, I don't. It wasn't like this. We just seen we just seen an experiment of the Cato's Institute, a paper. That's what we're seeing right now. Yeah, I, I'm just saying that I'm very familiar with those studies, and that that was a good, you know, six years ago. I'm sure uh, that they that they worked those studies out, and um, you know, they they didn't really find that nothing was happening. It was just or that that cost outweighed the benefits. What I remember is that they found out that. Uh, there, the 
the pressure on the welfare system was simply not being utilized by the immigrants. That's been changed now. Now it's a different story, apparently. Uh, correct? Well, yeah. I, I think what, what was happening, and, and I, at least from my perspective, is so there's all these laws that say things like, oh, you can't apply for welfare benefits if you're not, uh, you know, a citizen. But that said, there have always been a lot of these sort of underground things, like, for instance, people being able to get, if you can prove that you're low income, you can get all these like reduced cost in electricity and, you know, phone bills, all these other types of things. So there are all these sort of sort of hidden, you know, things that aren't like directly from the state, but they kind of sort of are, you know, and, and then, uh, you know, I mean, they're essentially they're just taking our money and subsidizing you know, costs. And it's low income, so it's not targeted maybe toward immigrants. But then, of course, um, you had all of these uh, Democrats who made a lot of noise in 2016 saying essentially that uh, during those um, primaries, I believe, or was it the 2020 primaries? I think it might have been the 2020 primaries where they were all standing on stage and saying, Immigrants all deserved free health care if they got to our border. So, yeah, it was the 2020 uh, primaries. And in literally, you had like 10 Democrats or something like that in the primaries, all raising their hand when they were asked that question. So, so yeah, the, the, the grounds, it, it, the, the landscapes changed, but the principle is still the same. It's just that they weren't offering as many free goodies back then. <laughs> now they're offering a lot more. I mean, essentially, they're saying they'll pay for it. Well, we'll talk about this later in the show. They're saying they'll pay for your housing and other things like that when you get here. I mean, well, where else can you get that deal in the world? You know, where they're going to you just show up and they're going to give you free housing <laughs> while, while their citizens sleep on the street. Some of them <laughs> it's just crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, you know um, in principle and on paper, I will agree with Milton Friedman. But I'm going to make this bold statement. There are no conditions under which open policies, open border policies can work. I am all in favor of legal immigration, but not in favor of these open border theories that we have floating around. Let me tell you why. There's a bunch of creatures that exist in our society who we cannot live without, apparently. And they're called politicians they will always find ways to corrupt. They have very perverse incentives to corrupt the movement of people. I mean, if you even look within the United States, I don't know if you guys remember, guys remembered, but during the, um, I believe it was the 2000 election, I believe it was, they were trying to have people in different states switch votes, switch votes so that um, Al Gore can, can win. They were trying, they actually tried this until some court told them it was illegal and, and unconstitutional. And that's here within the United States. Could you imagine when these people, these people with their perverse incentives, have a flow of people who can just walk across the border and who they could sign up to vote, whether legally or illegally? We can have all kind of massive distortions, not only in our economy, but also in our elections. And that is what we don't want. These creatures known as politicians will always corrupt the politicians and the bureaucrats will always corrupt any policy that involves people moving across our borders virtually unrestricted. This is going to be a real problem, regardless of what policies you have in place. They will always try to corrupt it and subvert it, always. Yeah. Well, Tim, did you want to jump in or else I, I, I had one uh, comment? No, go, go ahead. <laughs> Well, I, I was just thinking, yeah, I guess ultimately, Leon, it comes down to whether or not you believe we can sort of get to a libertarian society or not. Because you're right. I mean, if if you have a society that is, uh, you know, highly crony and, you know, you essentially vote for people who promise to give you stuff all the time, then you're right. I mean, that's exactly what we're kind of seeing here. But if you think that we can get to a more principled society where most people sort of have libertarian values and value being left alone um, and not have the government in your pockets, then maybe we can get there. Um, that's, I, I think that's the, the balance, right? And, and you know, the, the big thing, the big insight for freedom is people simply aren't going to just show up if they don't have promised goodies waiting for them. I mean, you know, they, the only reason they'll show up is if they're here to engage honestly to work with somebody, right? I mean, or, or you know, the, otherwise there's not really much of a reason for people to just show up if there's, you know, if, they, if they're not planning to work and nobody's going to give them 
<laughs> well, you know, Jason, you know, if you want to see the full story of what I'm talking about, when this whole crisis started at our southern border, do you know these so-called migrants? That's a new word for illegal immigrants, for illegal aliens, really. When these so-called migrants appeared at our border, our southern border, they all had T-shirts that said, Biden, let us in. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Well, no, they, they, some of them said Biden-Harris on them, uh, you know. Whatever. <laughs> okay. But this is exactly what I'm talking about. Because even if, I mean, I don't know. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you really believe we can get to that libertarian state where everybody will be as principled? I, I like to think I'm a principled man. I hope I am. And I like to think the same of you and Tim. But do you think we can ever get to that point where the society at large is so principled, where these creatures that we call politicians will not try to find, well, the politicians and the bureaucrats will not try and find ways to, to, to subvert the, 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 the systems and the principles that we have in place? Do you really believe we can get to such a place? Um, well, I, I, I'd like to hope we can, because otherwise we're saying we have to have faith in leaders. <laughs> I mean, I, I think Malay is, is making a case for that right now in Argentina, and he's gotten in there and somehow he got elected. I, obviously, they're facing 200% inflation there, so that's a big uh, way, but we've talked about him on the show, and, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things. You know, th think about about 100 years ago when we had immigration. We were much closer to a liberty-oriented society there where government played a much smaller role. And so people weren't promised a million things. There were small at times when we had an expansion and we were trying to hand out land to people who, you know, would go homestead it. But aside from that, there, there hasn't really been a huge handout program in the past until, you know, you start to get to maybe what, 40, 50 years ago when the welfare state keeps growing and you just keep adding on more and more things. That, yeah. So uh, my well, own pushback to the milieu thing is that uh, the economy of Venezuela is so much smaller than that of the United States that the state. Oh, we're talking about Argentina, not Venezuela. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I always confuse those two. Argentina uh, is so much smaller compared to the United States, the stakes are so high here that I don't think uh, that it's uh, ever going to change here until it collapses. If, if there's a complete collapse of the whole system, you know, Roman Empire level of total collapse, then yes, then we have a chance. But outside of that, to, to, be, to be taken in the correct direction, um, you can do that on, on something like uh, Argentina, where your economy is just not big enough. There's not enough stakes. There's not enough money to be made. But here in the United States, way too much money to be made. So I don't think it'll ever happen here. That's the That's why. What do you think, Leon? Well, I well, but like I said, even if well, I, I don't want to keep repeating myself. Even if we can set the principles in place. And I mean, when you really think about it, if you really think about it, the, our constitution, in it, when it was originally written, that I think was as a libertarian, as a document as you could think, that as, as, as you could think about that, uh, that, human, that humankind could produce. But what have happened over the last 240, 245 years is that these distortions, these corruptions have come into play because of these creatures we know as politicians and the bureaucrats that go along with them. So even if, even if we can write the ship, Tim, even if we can write the ship and we can move closer to that libertarian state, I think the politicians are always there with their perverse incentives to corrupt all the principles that are put in place, just as they have been doing for the last 245 years. Well, I think we're both saying the same thing, just different ways. I guess. Yeah. Well, let's jump into the the topic. So, as as far as what what this is leading us to, I mean, you know, d despite all of our different ideas on this, it's uh, um, we're seeing this stuff play out in conflict right now. What happens when you know you have people living here with different ideas? So, uh, essentially, Texas has been putting up. Uh, barbed wire to try and keep 
the stem the migration flow. I mean, the the amounts that we've been seeing are literally in the hundreds of thousands per month. I think they they hit over three hundred thousand a month in December. So yeah, that, yeah, that, that was the number. Yes, yes, that was yeah. So 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 that's how many are coming across the border. Not all in Texas, but you know, uh, Texas is a big part of that border, and uh, so Texas has been trying to stem this flow. Uh, by by putting up their own measures since the Biden administration just isn't really interested in doing anything about it. I mean, they claim they are, but, you know, they, it's like it's night and day between when Trump was president trying to put up a wall and they were calling him racist. <laughs> and, and and then Biden got in and immediately started tearing down the wall and selling off the pieces. So, <laughs> he didn't tear so, down the wall. He just stopped building it. Well, I, I heard he started actually selling off the pieces as well no, for pennies on the dollar. So, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. just to be clear, just to be clear, the wall that was constructed was not torn down. What 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 happened? There was a lot of material there for the continued uh, construction, and he sold off those pieces. But the wall itself is still there. Okay. It probably have um, some holes in it. It probably have some holes in it now. People cut holes in it, but it, the wall is still up. Go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. Well, so the the uh, Biden or I mean, so Texas has essentially been doing things like putting up barbed wire and uh, uh, putting up big, uh, you know, um, oh, what do they call that cargo containers uh, with barbed wire on them and in front of them to try and keep the migrants out. And so the Biden administration literally is trying to stop them from doing that. They. <laughs> <laughs> they are trying to get in to remove this stuff. And so there was a big Supreme Court fight recently. And the, uh, the Biden administration won uh, in the sense that the Supreme Court said that the um, the jurisdiction is that of the Biden administration on the border. Um, so there's a little bit of, I guess, um, confusion about whether who has to tear down the barbed wire because Texas is saying they won't do it and they're still putting up more barbed wire. And then the, the bigger conflict is that Texas is trying not to let them into the areas where the Biden administration wants to go in and remove the barbed wire. <laughs> so that's what's setting up this big conflict. And um, so, uh, James, maybe you could show video clip number one, because that kind of shows the scale of what we're talking about here in terms of migration. Thousands of migrants intent on reaching the United States spent Christmas walking toward the U.S.-Mexico border. Primarily from Central and South America, they had gathered for months in Tapachula, a city in Mexico's southeast state of Chiapas near the border with Guatemala. That was the starting point for the caravan's journey north. There are children and women here with blisters on their feet, dehydrated. It is hard. It is hard to seek the American dream. What we are looking for is for the government to at least give us permission to cross. The caravan set out. So, so that just kind of gives you a sense of the scale, the size. I mean, this isn't like just a few people running across here and there. This is organized, huge groups of people coming, um, and Texas trying to do what they can uh, uh, to to stop people. And so, uh, that's that's essentially setting up this conflict on the border. And and uh, one of the things that's happening is it's generating a whole bunch of, uh, I guess, sympathy for Texas from other states. So you have all these other governors who are promising to send people if if Texas is calling for it. And um, and then you also have a trucker convoy, kind of like that Canadian trucker convoy <laughs> that we saw a while back. And they're planning to hit this week at Eagle Pass, someplace in um, uh, also in uh, uh, gosh, in Arizona and also in Southern California as well. Um, so this is uh, going to be a, a kind of a big deal of news this weekend. So that's that's kind of why we're talking about this stuff now. But uh, yeah, so uh, in fact, we do have a, a quick video. Uh, can we show video clip number two? It just gives a quick uh, a quick overview of uh, what's happening. From across the U.S. are headed to the border city of Eagle Pass in a show of solidarity. They're standing by Texas efforts to secure the southern border from unprecedented illegal immigration. And as we've reported, Texas leadership, including Governor Abbott, finds himself right now in a standoff with the federal government over jurisdiction and enforcement efforts. The truckers in the convoy say the Biden administration, administration hasn't done enough to solve the problem, and they plan to rally in Eagle Pass this weekend. 
<clears throat> so that's uh, that's that's kind of what we're seeing right now. And um, you know, before before we get into talking about any of this, I just want to let you see. Well, yeah, let's talk about this, and then we'll talk about you know what's happening in other places in the country with immigration. Uh, so, uh, yeah, what do you guys think about this, this whole standoff between the federal government and potentially Texas? Uh, we looking at the spark for a new civil war here? <laughs> you know, you know, sometimes we we look back in history and we look at some simple event that led up to the bigger conflict. I mean, if you look at the civil war or the, the war between the states, as Tim sometimes called it, there was some little spark, you know, it was something that happened at Fort, I think it was Fort Sumner, whatever the fort it was. And next thing you know, we engage, a few years later, we engage in this big war. Now, I don't know if this is the spark of something, some bigger crisis. Now, I do not like the opinion of the Supreme Court, but I understand why they um, decided with the federal government on, on the issue of immigration. But I think somewhere along the line, the Biden administration have decided to make this country into a disaster. And I don't know why, but I think they are just looking for votes at any cost. And while Texas is not in a strong constitutional position as far as I am concerned, I cannot see why they would not do what they are trying to do, which is to prevent this invasion. And I mean that just as I say it, it's an invasion of people. We don't know who they are. They are not vetted. We know nothing about them. A lot of the people who are crossing the border are young men in their 20s and their 30s. Don't tell me these people are just coming here. Oh, we're just looking for a job. We just want the American dream. That is a bunch of nonsense. 20s and 30s still man fight for their country if they really want a dream of some kind. So, like I said, the opinion I think is correct in terms of its constitutionality, but I support Texas in what they're trying to do to stop the invasion. <clears throat> well, um, I'm, I'm starting to not, not like the opinion so much. Uh, and but but let me preface the with the memory of California wanting to secede from the union when Trump was president. Do you recall that time? Oh yeah, they called okay. it you know, okay. Cal Exit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Cal Exit. Yes, yes. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you know, a sovereign uh, state called California uh, that entered into the union as a sovereign state, and last I heard, it has not changed from being a sovereign state. Ditto all the other, all the 49 other states, including Texas. They did not give up their sovereignty. And that's what Leon is talking about when he says that they can protect their border from invasions, and they can. Um, now, is, tell is, that to Abraham Lincoln, Tim. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, this, this whole notion that uh, states that got involved into a, a group, you know, a pact. Uh, that uh, it's very much like a like a marriage that they can't um, that they give up their sovereignty and but that was never part of the deal ever and um, you know uh, Tom Tom Woods is really good at pointing this out because he's written numerous books on the subject and I know that it goes contrary to the uh, accepted lawyer opinion which comes from law school full of just case law and and all that stuff, but not what what really is the reality of sovereign states, 50 of them that got together, and each and every one of those is still a sovereign state that can leave that pact anytime they want. Okay, now the, the rest, you know, the rest of the, the federal government's going to get their panties in a bunch, of course, just like they did uh, during the war for southern independence or the civil war or whatever you want to call it it's not a civil war i mean that's that's a that's a, a bastardization of terms but um uh they um they were doing doing a similar thing you know for, <laughs> for a bad reason you know to continue slavery but but still you know whatever reason good bad or indifferent they have 
the right not only to protect their borders, but to leave the union. And so, you know, th this kind of stuff, you know, really, it's, it's about time we had a national divorce and that these uh, states that don't want to go along with a bunch of uh, whatever Leon calls them, maggots, did you say? about the politician <laughs> well, I, I call him i call him creatures 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 yeah but okay. maggots will do maggots will do okay yeah scum of the earth pond scum in washington and let let them from so many thousands of miles away tell everybody what to do um you know it, it's about time and and i'll remind the california voters that hated trump so much that they had to think about seceding from the union just remind them yes you could have yes maybe you should have but you didn't but that doesn't mean you couldn't and now texas in a in a, in a flip-flop a little bit of a flip-flop but principles are the same these principles are the same and i don't care what some supreme court ruled you know long ago that oh you can't do that you can't secede from the union baloney i call baloney uh yes you can secede from the union yes you can defend your borders just like you could defend the border of your house from attack okay and so and that's what's happening <clears throat> well sorry oh wait it sounds like we have a little bit of back noise there going on but uh um yeah it's it's definitely a uh a, it's definitely putting us to the challenge right now that's for sure um but uh yeah it, you know i did want to show uh, a video but unfortunately I, it's gonna take us too close to the time mark so i guess um i'll just add a little more comment to this uh so the whole supreme court ruling came down but it looks like it's going to be probably I, I there may be another challenge that goes back to the supreme court i don't know maybe this will be an expedited thing uh that sort of helps to derail this um but anyways if you are watching us right now uh on um public access uh we've got to leave because we're just about out of time there uh, but you can follow the rest of this conversation and hear about all the other immigration issues we're going to jump into uh on spotify youtube facebook or rumble uh, so go check us out there just look for knuckleheads of liberty and you'll find the rest of this conversation and a whole bunch of other conversations we've had with uh, other interesting people as well. So uh, go check that out. Okay, well, back to the show. Um, so just to show you what the consequences are of this migration. Um, okay, so we've, we've talked about this, we've shown this video clip before, but I wanna show it again because it's a Democrat mayor saying, what is happening to his city uh you know with this migration and it's only a taste of what texas is getting keep in mind when you hear eric adams talk he's talking about only ten thousand uh a month coming there and they're dealing with three hundred thousand a month on the border uh so uh can you james can you roll uh video clip three on the hundred and ten thousand migrants we have to feed clothes house educate the children, wash their laundry sheets, give them everything they need, health care. And this team here, we stated, let's do everything possible before we have to push it out into neighborhoods and communities. Month after month, I stood up and I said, this is going to come to a neighborhood near you. Well, we're here. We're here. We're getting no support on this national crises and we're receiving no support and let me tell you something new yorkers never in my life have i had a problem that i did not see an ending to i don't see an ending to this i don't see an ending to this this issue will destroy new york city destroy new york city we're getting ten thousand migrants a month So there they are in a sanctuary city, a place that's not close to the border, but they're only experiencing this because Abbott, not knowing what else to do with the federal government, not uh, enforcing border policy, is sending busloads to all the sanctuary cities where they've claimed this is what they want to see. And 
you know, <laughs> and that once they're exposed to it, suddenly, oh my God, it's going to destroy our city. Uh, so this is just absolutely nuts. But let me, let me, this is a good segue for our next topic. And that is where are they, where are these guys getting housed? And so <laughs> I mean, they're running out of places to put these people. And part of what uh, Adams was talking about, I mean, they're having to put these people up in expensive hotels because they're a sanctuary city. So they promised this <laughs> to the migrants. So they're legally obligated. They're literally spending, you know, uh, hundreds of dollars a night to keep these guys, <laughs> you know, the, these families in expensive hotels uh, in New York. So it's, it's, it's absolutely crazy. And so what some of these sanctuary cities are doing, um, James, maybe you could bring up the visual here. Uh, Massachusetts is asking its cities to take in migrants. <laughs> so they're literally saying, well, you take a migrant into your home or a migrant family. Um, and, and this makes sense. I mean, that's in keeping with uh, this this sanctuary uh, city type of mentality, right? Where you're saying, hey, we should let all the migrants come in. It doesn't matter. They're, they're in need. Well, I mean, if you extend that to its logical end, um, you know, in the end, either they're going to take those resources from you in taxes or you can let them into your home and, and house them there. And so that's literally what Massachusetts is asking its citizens to do. But to, to kind of get a sense of how well that's likely to go, um, in Chicago, there's another story where a councilman there, because that's also a sanctuary city in Chicago, and he has... Uh, put up a proposal of his own uh in it's in the uh the, the guy's name is josh Mc, mcbroom um and i believe the the uh the city within chicago limits i guess uh, the suburb is called napperville and so he he had his own idea on this so let's play the video this is video clip four james can you play that a lot of big homes and um what I'd like to do is direct staff to create a sign-up sheet. So, you know, for individuals that would be willing to house migrant families. Um, and if there's people that would do that, God bless them. Um, so if we could raise, raise awareness in that way, um, I think we need to find out. I think we need to find out who would be willing to house migrant families you know I, i'm the first one that brought for, for this issue and 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 we we do live in a town that's that's affluent and you know in in my county uh the county went 20 20 points for biden so i mean people have signs in their yards that advertise that they support this policy so i'm not i'm not being disingenuous i'm like there are a lot of people here that supported this and there's so and, you know we'll, we'll see and it doesn't look like there's any desire we haven't had anyone call us and say great idea hey is the sign-up sheet ready can you know can i sign it yet so uh there's no demand for it and uh, you can see you know uh, this is a sign-up sheet for people that have supported open border policy that's what this was so I'd, I'd cut that interview down it was about seven or eight minutes and so i reduced it to about a minute so that's why there was some uh choppy parts there but i'm essentially saying hey look you know, all these people who voted for Biden who are for this, I'm giving you a sign-up sheet and nobody is calling him. <laughs> no, there's no takers. All these people, and it, it suspiciously reminds me of the heroes of Martha's Vineyard, you know, those those affluent people like Obama and all those yeah. Democrats who yeah. <laughs> who live on Martha's Vineyard who are for this stuff. And and when DeSantis sent one load of fifty migrants on a plane. Suddenly, it became a humanitarian crisis, <laughs> and they made the migrants disappear from the island within like forty-eight hours. <laughs> so, so that just kind of it kind of shows you what we're dealing with. But uh, some of the other crazy stuff too is uh, like in Maine, they're talking about uh, uh, proposals to give free rent to migrants for two years. So that's a, yet another um, kind of a, a crazy story around all this. That's the way they're going to deal with it. But uh, I guess they're dealing with, you know, housing migrants and gyms and other stuff. And they're saying, okay, well, let's just build hotels for them. <laughs> we'll house them for two years. So I, you know, we talk about that quote from Milton Friedman at the beginning, you know, <laughs> a welfare state and you know, uh, here, here we are, you know, <laughs> it's, it's clearly a magnet, but anyways, uh, uh, what do you guys think about all this, uh, uh, housing shenanigans going on, uh, you know, on where we're going to put all these people. Yeah. I, I just want to see it all play out. I, I want to watch it from the sidelines. 
Because I'm, I'm not going to volunteer uh, to bring a, a, an entire family into my house. Uh, for one thing, I didn't vote for any of that kind of nonsense. So I'm, my conscience is clear. However, if I was a hypocrite and voted for all that stuff in line with somebody else's problem, then I would, I would have a, um, a hard time looking at myself in the mirror knowing that I was just nothing but a blowhard hypocrite. And I really would not put my money where my stupid mouth was. <laughs> well, you see that, Tim, Tim, I noticed you use the H word here with no, um, <laughs> with no, with no hesitation. Okay. But, you know, this is, is a problem. Okay. This is, this is the essence of the problem. These people want to have their sanctuary cities. They want to talk about, oh, they love migrants. They want all the migrants to have the American dream, but it should not cost me anything, okay? As long as there's somebody else's problem. If they could come into the country, but they could stay in Texas, that's just fine. Don't bring it into my house. So Martha's Vineyard, oh, 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 we have a crisis. We gotta find someplace else for them. This place in, Outside Chicago, Napa, Napa, um, Napa Ville or whatever the name is. No, 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 no. That's somebody else's problem, not mine. This is what these lunatic policies produce. They produce a bunch of hypocrites. I'm using the word too, Tim. A bunch of hypocrites in great abundance. And what are we going to do now? But Tim, you say you want to see this play out. No, I don't. I don't want to see this play out. Because I don't like the country that is being formed right now. I don't. Because I don't think we should be just letting millions and millions of people into the, into the country. We don't know who they are. And then we're going to just let this play out. You know, play out might be a, might be a, a terrorist. I mean, some of these people might be coming here legitimately. They might legitimately want to get a part of the American dream. But who are these 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds walking across the border? Some from China and Pakistan and all these places. So what are we going to do? We're going to wait until one of these people commit some kind of terrorist attack in New York or in or someplace? Who knows? So no, I don't want this to play out. I really don't. Okay, well, I was just distracted by the two cats. One was a Republican and the other was a Democrat. And they were having a kerfluffle over here, just, you know, banging each other around. So I was just sorry, I was a little distracted. But it was kind of like what's going on here. Okay. <laughs> it's an interesting cat story. <laughs> you heard it first from our screaming eagle. <laughs> well, um, yeah, you know, you got a good point. <clears throat> Play, playing out to me, to my, you know, my in my head is is really. Not a, not a good result. I mean, it, it would have, you know, probably a collapse of, of the government of the United States and, you know, the, the union splitting up and people going their, their merry ways, you know. And so, uh, yeah, it, if, and it may end up, the end result would be that, you know, Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey, and all those, you know, solid blue states would have their own nation and they could... Oh, then all of a sudden they can do whatever they want, right? I and mean, it's not going to affect us. It really doesn't affect us right now, you know, what they do. Um, but except from the standpoint that the federal government is 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 making all this happen uh, right now. So um, anyway, then Texas and other Arizona and maybe some conservative states could could form their own nation. And, you know, then they, they would... They wouldn't have to deal with the federal government coming over and taking away their their razor wire so that they could just, you know, have whatever, you know, um, anti-entry uh, techniques they wanted to utilize. Anyway, I think it would be a good thing. I would like to see it play out, uh, not to see the destruction that, that happens from point A to point B, but I, I think point B is going to end up better than what we have now. This this is this is not going to end well. Well, it it it, yeah. it um it can't okay it can't because um 
if if Trump wins the election and he tries to deport these people, I am sure we're going to have the meet the Democrats and um, with their with their um, with their talking heads in the media, going to talk. Oh my goodness gracious! Look at what he tried to do to these poor innocent people. That is the kind of damn nonsense we are going to be hearing. But these people are here illegally. They are breaking the law. Okay, and. I don't know if we're gonna be able to send them back, which they should do. I don't know if the government, the federal government is gonna be able, maybe under a Trump presidency, will be able to deport them. And I firmly believe every one of them who walked in this country illegally should be returned. Well, returned to Mexico actually, because that's how they got here. Every one of them. Yeah, and, and that is one of the big questions that's come up in a lot of this is the idea that what's legal is the asylum seeking. It's not actually legal for them to just come across the border anywhere they want and, and exist here. What the legal path supposedly is the asylum system, but they're literally like we saw that one caravan that we showed in the video clip. They're starting from places like Guatemala and other places like that. I mean, they're, they're coming from places in South America. They're coming from places in other uh, uh, other continents even, right? I mean, we're literally yeah. seeing flows of people from China, from Africa, from other places coming over, you know, from the Middle East, coming over the southern border. And it's just like, you know, if you really needed asylum, isn't that kind of a long ways to come? <laughs> I mean, there's all these other countries that are a lot closer. So if is it, if it's really about an emergency of getting out of your own country, is, is there really an obligation for the U.S. to be the home for anybody in the world? Or is it just, you know, uh, you know, people who it, it's truly an emergency and they, you know, if you're in northern Mexico, it obviously it would make sense but if you're in africa maybe maybe we're not the closest uh lifeline <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that brings up another elephant in the room style point is that how come these people aren't coming over the canadian border why is it the mexican border okay so why is it that the and what responsibility does the government of mexico have in this whole affair that they're allowing this kind of stuff to go on that people walk right through their border right up to ours okay and um and why is this not happening in canada what is canada doing differently about their well, well let me let me answer that question as you brought up canada because this is this is one of the funny stories i've heard recently about all this stuff so um now abbott the reason these sanctuary cities are suddenly experiencing stress is because Abbott has it, it, and some of the other governors uh, or you know people from uh, some of these border states have been shipping uh, migrants via bus and and it, from my understanding it's a voluntary thing right I mean there's not a lot of resources that are being offered in Texas but they're told there's a sanctuary city where they'll get maybe a few years of free rent <laughs> or, you know, free, you know, free other free services. So why not go there? I'm going to get a free bus ride to go to the big apple or someplace else. Right. So they're getting on those buses, they're headed there and they've been trying to sue the bus companies. Uh, um, you know, these, these blutopian, uh, <laughs> sanctuary cities uh to to say hey you can't come into our cities now and freely travel it's like they want them to walk all the way from texas <laughs> after that long walk that they just had that's how much they love these guys right <laughs> but anyways they're coming on the buses and they're doing everything they can to sue the bus companies and the bus companies are suing them back but what are these Bluetopian mayors doing? They're turning around and they're hiring the buses to send them to Canada <laughs> and literally other places. So they're giving them free bus rides into Canada and other places like that. Other places, their suburbs, places that also you know aren't thrilled about this whole thing. Uh, so you know it's just unbelievable the hypocrisy going on with all this stuff. You know to sit here say this is what we want, then we then when it's given to them good and hard, then they try to sue companies for being able to to legally move around the United States a bus company you know and then they try to uh, you know do the exact same thing they're suing the bus companies over they're hiring the same bus companies to ship them out somewhere else <laughs> it's, just, it's uh yeah it's quite the clown show so. this, but this goes back this goes back to my very point at the start of the show any system that you have in place we are we are all human beings. And politicians have one goal, okay? And their goal is how do I acquire power, 
and how do I keep that power once once acquired? Okay, that is their that is their mission to acquire and keep. And as long as that is their mission, they're always going to undermine whatever system we put in place. Well, speaking of keeping power, uh, politicians keeping power, that brings us to the next topic, which is also kind of, you know, constitutionally challenging and everything else. But uh, uh, so they're getting ready to do the the first uh, impeachment, I guess, of a of a cabinet person, <laughs> the the. the uh, um, the, the Republicans in the House have put, uh, James, maybe you could bring up the visual on this. Um, the, they, they brought up uh, charges of impeachment or uh, essentially the, they've started the impeachment process against uh, the DHS secretary, the Department of Homeland Security secretary, Mayorkas. So who's been in charge of all this stuff. And the whole time he's been telling us that, hey, it's cool. There's no problem on the board <laughs> while well, all this has been building up. The yeah, is exactly. And, and we have a video clip. I mean, he said this in a bunch of, of uh, you know, congressional testimonies and everything else. This one is just a White House briefing. But here we go. It's just a simple uh, clip five. Um, crisis at the border. I think that the uh, um, the answer is no. Uh, I think there is a challenge at the border that we are managing and we have our resources dedicated to to managing it. Again, that's from about a year back. But the point is, this stuff has been building up this whole time. All these migrants, this whole story has been happening. And he's just been saying, hey, there's no problem. We're managing it. <laughs> and of course, you know, uh, places like Texas are dealing with, you know, massive amounts of migration. So, uh, you know, he's in the hot seat. But to, just to let you know, too, uh, how you know, he's been handling all this the whole time he's been here, just to give you a sense of the way this guy's been managing things. There was a scandal early on in the Biden administration where they literally, uh, uh, there was a picture taken by a photographer of all these migrants coming across the border. And some of the border patrol managed the migrants with horses, right? They had horse patrol people. And so there was literally uh, a, a picture that was taken and Suddenly it came out in all of the, you know, the, the fake news press, you know, CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, all the usual suspects that they were whipping <laughs> all these migrants coming across the border. And so they were trying to essentially say this is all racist, what's happening there. And I, I mean, it was just beyond the pale. But the, the crazy thing is that the guy who took the photograph, he said, no, look, that wasn't what happened. <laughs> It's just an illusion with the way the picture was taken. You know, <laughs> you guys are bit, are imagining that he's been whipped, but you know the guy was essentially using the reins to you know uh, move his horse, and that's all that was occurring. But instead, it got played up by Biden and Mayorkas as oh those awful racist border you know uh, patrol guys, and now we're going to have an investigation. In fact, we even have a clip from Biden talking about this stuff after there's clear emails that show that Mayorkas knew that this was not what was shown in the video, that they were not whipping people. But here they are, you know, trying to just sell it like, hey, this is all the big racism game and everything else. Uh, you show clip six. Standing of the U.S. that you are going to immediately end Trump's assault on the dignity of immigrant communities. Given what we saw at the border this week, have you failed in that promise? And this is happening under your watch. Do you take responsibility for the chaos that's unfolding? Of course I take responsibility. I'm president, but it was horrible what to see, as you saw. To see people treated like they did, horses barely running them over, people being strapped, it's outrageous. I promise you those people will pay. They will be an investigation underway now, and there will be consequences. There will be consequences. It's an embarrassment, but it's beyond an embarrassment. That's, I mean, it's just once again Biden throwing people under the bus for political points to try and act like he's the anti-racist guy when making it uh, into a racist story when there was no racism that was occurring. These guys were literally just following their policy. And it was a similar story back in the, uh, the George Floyd riots where this guy named uh, Jacob Blake in, in Wisconsin was yeah. Uh, he was on. Yeah, he was on video and it showed all the ways he was resisting police and that he was fighting with the police and that he was even reaching into his car and he even admitted to picking up a knife in his car when he was shot 
and it was caught on video and the whole thing was uh, uh, shown on video and Biden immediately came out and said that it was horrible that the that the police officer had shot the guy in the back and now keep in mind he's reaching into his car right? that's, that's all, you know they're telling him hey you know this is a guy who's been tased a guy they wrestled to the ground with trying to cuff him and he and but Biden immediately said this was a racist thing and the cop needed to be in jail even though the video was out there just like the images were out here with this and Biden is turning it into racial division, you know, but anyways, it's just, just to, the only reason I'm showing this is because it kind of shows you the mentality of the people who've been managing our border and why this has become such of a problem. Anyways, you got, you guys got any thoughts on this whole impeachment thing and, and, and what it means? Well, this, this thing about impeaching um, Mayorkas, uh, I think, um, the house is on the right track in time in trying to hold some of some of our um, elected leaders. Well, my um, course is appointed, holding them accountable for the condition of our southern border, because these people are clearly violating the law. They are clearly violating it. Okay, they they we have an invasion occurring at our southern border, and they are doing nothing to stop the invasion. It is true we don't see them walking across the border, guns in hand, but we have we have an invasion, and they are doing nothing to stop it. They are doing nothing to manage it in any sensible way. Now the question before the house, I think, is whether the, this misconduct, the the lack of enforcement of our of our existing law, is that really a high crime and a misdemeanor, which is a bar which we must jump over for impeachment. I say it is, but you know, the, I'm sure there are constitutional scholars, constitutional scholars who might disagree. But yes, I want them to impeach these people. These people need to be held accountable for the destruction of our great land. And if they are not, it is just gonna continue. Could you imagine what's gonna happen if Joe Biden win, win the re-election in, in this November? Do you know what's gonna happen? Do you think this problem is gonna stop? Do you really think so? We have about 10 million people in here already. If Joe Biden got another four years, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. So no, we got to do this. We really got to do And Leon, I just wanted to jump in with one thing before you go, Tim, and that's the uh, uh, the idea that, um, oh, gosh, darn it. I had it right on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> I waited too long. I think it's evaporated. But, uh, well, you go ahead, Tim, and uh, maybe it'll come back to me. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 hold on. Now I remember what it was. Uh, you said high crimes and misdemeanors uh, is what you said. But remember, the Democrats have set a new standard under Trump, right? He was never convicted of anything, and they tried to impeach him, right? And yeah. that's the same thing that some of them are now saying about Mayorkas. Well, he hasn't been convicted of anything. How can you impeach him? Well, I the Democrats, I mean, this is the, the problem we're in, right? The, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. We've set this terrible spiral where we're now impeaching people for things that haven't even been proven that they've done. So anyway, sorry about that. I just uh, wanted to jump in with that. I was just going to say uh, a member of the Pond Scum Brigade may have to go out and work for a living for a change. Uh, what's wrong with that? <laughs> Get a real job. Get, Get involved job. in producing goods and services of the free market economy see how you like it now uh, my yard uh i feel so sorry <laughs> yeah sadly i'm sure if he when he leaves he'll just be in some kind of a uh you know a lobbyist type of job or something oh, yeah. <laughs> working he's not, he's not gonna miss any meals believe me he's not gonna miss any meals <laughs> yeah yeah i, I maybe i you know, I may be silly, but I'm not naive enough to think that he would actually, because he can't, he can't. That's why he's been doing what he's been doing the whole time, because he has no abilities. He's got no those talents. He's got no skills. He's got nothing, except he can just tell people what to do, and that's all they ever do. So yeah. there you are. That's my opinion on punk. He's, he's, he's more like telling people what not to do, quite frankly. What not to do, yeah. Yeah. Either what to do or what not to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Politicians tell people to do what they don't want to do or to not do what they do want to do. That's the yeah. job of politicians. Yeah. Sure, yes. 
Well, I tell you, I, I think we've just about come to the end of our slog on this migration issue that just won't seem to go away. Um, but before we leave, uh, we, we get to our knucklehead noise patrol. And, um, you know, it's also related to immigration. And it's somebody we've had on the, the show before saying some pretty dumb things. But it's our Chicago mayor. Uh, um, uh, what's his name? Johnson. Uh Gosh, oh, I can't remember. Oh, Brandon Johnson. Brandon Johnson. Uh, so, Brandon Johnson. Yeah. Yes. So, so he's one of these sanctuary city mayors. And boy, I tell you, if you didn't think uh, it could get any worse after Lori Lightfoot, <laughs> hold my beer. <laughs> here comes, here comes Johnson. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I, I tell you, he uh, is is literally having. I guess he's he's getting really stressed out about all of these migrants coming to his city. But listen to who he blames for this. I mean, instead of putting the blame on national policy, he's blaming Abbott for busing these immigrants who say they want to come to Chicago. (laughs) People want to experience his Chicago dream of sanctuary city living. (laughs) So so here's a video clip that we have of him uh, essentially saying that uh, busing people who want to come to Chicago uh, for free services is essentially an attack on America. So here, here we go. We have Video. a governor, a governor, an elected official in the state of Texas that is placing families on buses without shoes, cold, wet, tired, hungry, afraid, traumatized, and then they come to the city of Chicago where we have homelessness, we have mental health clinics that have been shut down and closed. You have people who are seeking employment. The the governor of Texas needs to take a look in the mirror of the chaos that he is causing for this country. This is not just a Chicago dynamic. He is attacking our country. So 300,000 show up in Texas and all these other places a month without shoes, uh, needing food, jobs, and all that. And that's not chaos for them. That's all fine. And it's great for you to say you love seeing that. But when they come your way in smaller numbers on buses, suddenly that's chaos and an attack on the country. Oh, my God. These people just... uh, (laughs) Oh, and and the funny thing is, apparently... uh, (laughs) Our Chicago mayor is now having panic attacks that they I've, I've heard some reports that say this is related to the immigration crisis that's happening there in their sanctuary city because they're having all these problems of, of you know, the, the migrants staying in, uh, in front of the police stations in O'Hare Airport in, you know, just all kinds of places, uh, putting them in the schools. It's crazy. But yeah, that's what he asked for. Well, what do you guys think about all this? Well, let's see. Let's see. Um... Brandon Johnson is have have this new um this new diagnosis. It's a, it's a new one. It's called migrant migrantophobia. You know, he have this deep fear of migrants. All of a sudden, he didn't have them when he was living in his cushy little job in Chicago. He had no fear of migrants that time. But now that he have to live with his damn stupid policy of sanctuary city, we have superior morals to everybody else in the world. We want migrants. We welcome migrants. But now that the migrants show up, he have an attack of migrantophobia. Poor guy. <laughs> I feel sorry for him. What's the cure? <laughs> yeah. Um, I would love to have been a fly on the wall <clears throat> of his office when he found out about all these immigrants coming to to his town and just listen to him spout off about that that must have been entertaining but, uh, yeah anyway there you are <clears throat> you reap what you sow it's exactly. you made your bed now go lie yeah i'll sleep in it <laughs> well yeah i guess we'll have to to leave uh uh mayor mayor johnson there and the messies uh helped to create but uh it, it's sad because i mean it's just we're hearing these people that they're going through the exact problems that everybody's been telling them that this was going to cause and then they're they're not even able to 
get out of their cult mentality and identify the real problem, which is Biden's border policy, right? I mean, and, and yeah, and I mean, there, there's, you know, maybe a lot of complicated issues that go into a lot of this stuff. But the bottom line is, it's it's a federal issue. It's not Abbott who's who's having to shoulder what this guy claimed he wanted. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's just absolutely terrible. But that's... But, see, but, but, you know, Jason, look at the two clips you played, okay? Look at the group because you played. What did what did what, what did um what did um, um um Eric Adams say? He essentially said there's nothing wrong. He essentially saying there's nothing wrong with the migrants coming, you know. But they, as long as they stay in Texas and let Texas deal with them, what is Brandon Johnson saying? Same thing. Yeah. It's okay if the Brandon if they come across the border, you know. It's it's okay. It's no problem. But just stay in Texas. That is the old. Yeah. That is the essence. Of their statements, it's only become a crisis because these migrants are now showing up in New York, showing up in Chicago, and showing up around the city. Now they get, now they get the attack of migrant ophobia. Yeah, and it's just you know when when these uh, leftists sort of run out of other people's uh, resources to virtue signal with, it gets ugly. <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's that's where it's getting right now and but uh yeah we, we've gotten to the end of another show but uh thanks so much for joining us and uh again you know think about what you can do before the next show if there's something in your community that you could be doing uh to further the cause of liberty because <laughs> as you can see we're we're kind of in crisis mode at this point <laughs> and everybody has got to be doing something to get on the right side of this otherwise you know the the shit may go down <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah anyways uh but you can catch our shows on uh rumble spotify uh youtube and facebook uh so check out some of those past shows we've done we're hoping to get some more interviews set up right away uh with some interesting people some of the libertarian candidates and others uh that are going to be running soon so we'll uh have some of those to bring you very soon but until then stay tuned and stay free oh yes indeed Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, always and forever. Thank you for listening to the Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. Find us on Facebook, Rumble, YouTube, your favorite podcast network, and at knuckleheadsofliberty.com.